Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Y'all know me. My name is Brent, and I stand for justice. I have no fear, and I'm the podcaster to call when trouble is near. Mm-hmm. Joining me this week is a man who is ruthless and cunning and who doesn't play fair, Ski. Hey, yo. And joining us is the leader on the side of good, a podcaster who fights chump agents like a good ape should, Alan. <laughs> it, it, fair. Fair and accurate. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Alan will be talking about season seven's The Monkey Show. Afterwards, we'll award the episode update slices of cheesecake. If there's time, we'll also point out our favorite lines and choose the most valuable primate. <laughs> Alan? Very nice. Uh, but yes, today, uh, Brent's already mentioned uh, Golden Girl Season 7, Episode 8. Where's, or uh, excuse me, uh, The Monkey Show, but it's The Monkey Show Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so that everybody thinks, although IMDb likes to combine the two, <laughs> we will be separating them <laughs> for the sake of Wikipedia does too. I think they were on the same day, though, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah they Part were. One and two. I was agitated by it though because they also combined their guest actors, so I had to really think about which ones were in mm-hmm. that I actually saw in the first half of this episode because there yeah. were definitely some that were not. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, did did you catch my references in the intro? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. What were your references to? Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, come on! What, what were your references to? Uh, let me let me go back to the original version. <laughs> so here's the uh, the official real thing. Okay. Okay. Um, that I used as my starting point. All right. For my introduction to the Monkey Show. Lancelot Link, secret Ah. ship. He stands for justice. He has no fear, yada, yada, yada. So my intro came from the Lancelot Link intro. Mm. Uh, I do not know who that is. uh, Skis, um, or You know Lancelot Link, secret chimp? I have it on DVD. We should watch it sometime. We've talked about it a half a dozen times. On this very show. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Alan's that has apparently not stuck with me. I guess not. <laughs> Alan's introduction came from the verse about Darwin, the leader. Ah. And then Ski's introduction came from the verse about Baron Von Butcher, <laughs> the villain of the piece. I think I would have had to have you be singing it in order for me to get the, gotcha. <laughs> the reference. Because <laughs> uh, I have not watched it in a while. And and I, I guess I can't say that I had ever committed the uh, the lyrics to the intro to memory, but that's an excellent reference. I'm glad that I made you say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't recognize it. Like but I I'm... was waiting for your face to just light up with glow like <laughs> right. a little kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I have no recollection of our conversations of Lancelot. <laughs> yeah, so not only has he not seen the show, but he also hasn't been listening to us talking during this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure I heard it at the time. It just... Uh, he's done a lot of drinking have, yeah. system. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, 
Well, Every day I take drugs twice a day. Yeah, I know. I, it's to control. One of the know, things I'm eating. most disappointed about with Ski <laughs> is that as he's got. I like one of the things that I'm most disappointed about. <laughs> yeah, is that Ski has maintenance medicine, and that just I don't know. I, it really destroys my entire view of Ski as this manly man who is going to die at an improbably young age because of his unwillingness to seek medical care, <laughs> and now. Oh, here he is taking a daily blood pressure or thyroid medicine, I thyroid guess. Thyroid yeah. and the other So, one I take is for a thyroid, mm. which screws up my blood sugar slightly. Yeah. So, the other one is to counteract the blood sugar issue. Uh, I assume the other one was to lower your estrogen levels. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 uh, what's it called? Like Nexogen Total T or whatever. Uh, yeah, like a <laughs> testosterone like, pills. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the one that, uh, have you guys seen commercials for that? Like, uh, the big Hertz on there and oh. Doug Flutie. <laughs> I don't think I've seen those particular commercials. <laughs> Definitely two of the biggest sports luminaries of the day. <laughs> Is somebody called the Big Hurt? Yeah, uh, Doug, Frank Thomas. He's yeah. a baseball player. Oh, gotcha. He's a great player. I mean, both. Of, I mean, I don't know. Doug Flutie's never a great player, but he was a solid NFL mm-hmm. starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Is yeah. he better or worse than Vinny Testaverde? Worse. Um, I'd say Vinny Testaverde had a better career than he did, but he was really good in the Canadian Football League, I believe. Is that like American football or is that soccer? No, that's American football. Um, just played north of the border. Hmm. Interesting. He had his own cereal, right? Flutie Flakes? Yeah, I don't know if they were really. I, maybe they were a totally his own thing. Um, he got popular enough to. I can't remember. I thought they were, uh, I thought they were a fundraiser for his. Uh, that could, I think you're I think right. Because this yep. kid has uh, autism or something. Yeah, that sounds right. But um, Well, I uh, did. Before I get into this episode. Uh-huh. Um, I did want to mention one interaction we got because this okay. is this is exciting news, fellas. Yes. Uh, we are now appealing to a whole new demographic, <gasps> a, a younger set than we than we've appealed to. We'll be so disappointed. Well, I feel <laughs> like we can use this to springboard ourselves into the future um, okay. and, and capture that young audience. Am I gonna have to learn TikTok? Uh, you might need to. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> am I gonna have to learn TikTok? This group is probably young. That's what all old people say. <laughs> This group is probably young enough that you're going to need to learn a new technology that isn't even popular yet. Um, that'd be my guess, because TikTok will probably run its course before these. <laughs> right. Before this these, episode drops. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> or at least before these youngsters are into the, the Chinese social media. government will gotcha. fail, and then, you know, uh-huh. yeah. TikTok with it. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, well, we got a message from Tammy. Oh, hello, Tammy. She, she said that she uh, played part of our episode uh, where we talked about her student's picture oh, yeah? um, to the class nice. and that uh, they thought it was really cool um, that we talked about it and that we <laughs> made that kid's day. Oh, nice. Uh, so I said that uh, we, uh, I said that's great and that that student's picture and her message um, uh-huh. made our day. Very nice. Um, but yeah, so we got a whole classroom full wow. of potential new listeners uh-huh. um, because of uh, Tammy spreading the word. Yeah. Yep. Thank I, you. I and, think that... And, uh, and Tammy has some awkward parent-teacher conferences ahead of her. But I think Tammy has just put all of her other listeners on notice because mm-hmm. I bet you not a single one of them has played our <laughs> podcast for a large group of people, you know. Until Jennifer broadcasts it from a Mexico City stage. Right, exactly. That's the international <laughs> audience. Uh, we haven't gotten a lot of south-of-the-border listeners, uh-huh. and so I think as long as Jennifer is willing to... Her, next time I go to, to Mexico, we have all these people following me like, <laughs> Jefe, it's Jefe! <laughs> right, exactly. I think, I think 
typically the bands get to choose the music that plays before they take the stage, uh-huh. so they can just broadcast. Yeah, we can be the opening act. Exactly. <laughs> Whip the crowd into a frenzy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, you know what? That is a good idea, though. Like, um, cause, <laughs> what part? <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, and then like when they, you know, they finish, you know. Finish Moon River for their second encore, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they leave the stage, you know, as the house lights come up or turn on and everything, mm-hmm. and then they play music so people know, all right, you know, don't have to go home, but you can't stay here or whatever. Right? They should play the the piano int- version of our theme song, mm-hmm. the Thank You for Being a Friend. I mean, that'd be awesome if they did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing: I know Jennifer said she already had to negotiate because she wanted to get Bohemian Rhapsody on the uh, playlist, mm. and so she had to accept a Coldplay song in exchange. Really? Yeah. Which so, Coldplay song did they pick? Ah, uh, let me see. I can pull up her set list that she sent me. Give me. Just oh, a nice. Second. Give me a sec. Oh, and also by the time she hears us talking about this, her thing will have already been done. Oh, um, she was well, she something mem- between now and then. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way. Was so. she negotiating with the band? Or yeah, the, the yeah, with her venue? bandmates you know, about making their set list. Oh, that's bullshit. She's oh. the front person. She should dictate it. I'm not disagreeing with you, but, you know, some people do. It can it. be a benevolent dictatorship like you have here, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> So here's here's the set list that they're going to be playing in Mexico, okay. um, and I should mention that there's and more at the end. So there's, oh. uh, but at the very least, you're going to get a uh, Learn to Fly. Okay. Uh, you're going to get Enter Sandman. Okay. Uh, Seven Nation Army. Okay. A bullet with uh, butterfly wings. Okay. A uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. Killing in the name. Okay. Won't get fooled again. Okay. Where is my mind? Uh, by the Pixies. Okay, gotcha. Um, medley. Okay. Uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Okay. Uh, one says Top Secret. Okay. Uh, then we got Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Yellow, and that's the Coldplay okay. song. I agree that that is a compromise. Yeah. Um, medley by uh, Green Day. Okay. So the first medley was by uh, Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Wow. This is a Green Day medley. Okay. Um, and then uh, Living on a Prayer. Oh, fine. When I first said medley, I just I didn't even look at the artist's name, so I gotcha. assumed it was a name of a song. Then when I look back, I realize that no, it's actually a medley of gotcha. their music. But. That's a pretty good set list, though. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot of songs, too. Three, three more to go. Uh, Knights of Cydonia. Is that am I saying that correct? It's a Muse song. I don't know that one. Um, I, I recognize a song from Rock Band, um, mm-hmm. but I don't uh, know if I'm saying the name correctly. Okay. Anyway, uh, Rock and Roll All Night. Okay. And a Sunday Bloody Sunday. Nice. Um, I uh, can't tell. It's kind of eclectic too. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So yeah, a, a definitely a good set list for mm-hmm. sure, and more and more. Nice. So hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, we're not helping at all with this since this is airing after her set yeah. list because this episode should be airing, I believe, in May, mm-hmm. and this is happening in April, mm-hmm. um, and so we're going to completely bypass. Well, it. you say it's in Mexico, right? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Do we have a huge Mexico presence? No, no, we don't. <laughs> they're, they're not one of our top uh, five or. Honestly, other than oddly Thailand, all of our other <laughs> most commonly listened out listened to uh, places are English speaking. So, which you know makes not sense. surprising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. that's probably because Ski makes him put on this podcast when he gets his massages. Yeah, exactly. Are <laughs> 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 talking about in Thailand? <laughs> Here, but then the, like the masseuses. Oh, like, I see. Yeah, and they're calling home. They're like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this VPNN, right? <laughs> um, no, that sounds great and everything. I don't want to step on that at all. Um, that is all really good. I'm trying to 
I'm trying to think of a way to like segue or something like just th that I thought of oh, while okay. you're going through it without it being like dismissive of you know. Well, no, I mean, right? it, we we listened to set list and I think we're all complimentary of it. So what's okay, your segue cool. now? Um, Spafford, who I don't know, like I love Spafford. Okay. You know, like if you'd have asked me like two years ago, it's like who's the next great jam band gonna be? I'd mm -hmm. be like Staff Spafford. Mm -hmm. You okay. know, but I think Goose has now overtaken them. Um, yeah, true. You know? But. My money, <laughs> I still, you know, ride or die for Spafford, uh -huh. even though Goose has definitely released, like, the better studio album since then. Mm. But I think Spafford's just putting on better shows, you know. But long story short, okay, mm -hmm. they did um, Green Day's uh, Longview, oh, yeah? you know, at a recent concert. And um, their version, you know, ran, like, you know, 38 minutes. Yeah, um, a very long view. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's one of those things, I was like, right on, you know, their long view is almost as long as the entirety of the Dookie album. <laughs> you know, this is going to be great, you know. With that being said, while I definitely enjoyed it, I do think there's something to be said for, you know, maybe it didn't quite need to be that long. <laughs> there was a moment or two where it seemed like they came close to losing the thread. <laughs> I think there was a moment or two when you came close to losing the thread in this podcast. <laughs> As you are saying words that could have just been random sounds. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Spafford and Goose, and it's like how, yeah, comparing these two jam bands, I mean, th they could be bands that make jam for all I know. <laughs> Luckily, since I know the context I, of your life, I understand. Yeah. But I have not heard of them either. I want to say I may have seen, like, a, uh, the reason I mm -hmm. think I may have heard of Spafford is because I think mm -hmm. I saw, like, do you, do you know what their logo looks like? I think it's just the name Spafford. Okay. Well, I think I've seen that. Like, I went to a record store one time yeah. not too long ago. I have a, I have yeah. a Spafford T-shirt that I've worn. Maybe that's where I saw it. Yeah. That might be it then. Yeah. But anyway, that's where I think I've I've probably heard it or seen mm -hmm. it. The but one that I have, um, it has it says Spafford, but then it's, like, repeated, like, a dozen times, sort of twisted upwards. Mm, okay. Okay. It's... it's <laughs> <laughs> I wish that this was a video podcast. Just <laughs> caressing my left nipple. Yeah. Like Brent, as he's trying to dememonstrate with his hand about how the words, you know, twist uh, on the twist shirt. upwards. Yeah, it looks very, very pseudosexual going on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, I would love one time, and this is, I suppose, an invitation, if he would just start rambling about like two or three bands. That we that don't exist, mm -hmm. and we would have no idea. I mean, honestly, when he starts <laughs> talking about these jam bands, it's just as much as like Grandpa Simpson talking about the twenties. And how the Kaiser stole his work twenty. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I saw Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters in <laughs> nineteen dickety six. <laughs> We had to use the word dickety because the show went so long that we forgot the word 20. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to add before I kick off the episode either. <laughs> I right. do love Spafford, though. Well, you know. Glad to hear it. I'm sure there's probably, I'm sure there's a possibility that there's someone who listens to our show that's also heard of Spafford. Yeah. Like, no disrespect to Goose, but mm -hmm. Spafford. Yeah, I mean, please don't. I mean. Let's not start a war here on, on the podcast. <laughs> like Spafford did recently replace their keyboardist, uh -huh. um, and I've accepted the new guy. Mm -hmm. You know who yeah. loves Goose? Who? Maverick. 
<laughs> Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have put a D at the end of that. Who loved Goose? Uh, In memoriam. Uh, right. <laughs> All right. Well, we got, uh, again, just to, in case anybody forgot, Season 7, Episode 8, The Monkey Show, Part 1. Uh, originally aired on November 9th, 1991. Mm-hmm. Written by uh, Mark Sotkin and Mitch Hurlick. Hurwitz, mm-hmm. um, and directed by Sexy Lexi Paceris. Lexi Thursday. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> now, I will tell you guys, I uh, just to, you know, it's become a bit of a tradition for me, at least over these last several weeks, to yeah. do Sophia's Choice Cares um, yes. segment. I could not find anything uh, to... I thought it was because I pissed you off so bad with the last <laughs> so Sophia no longer cares. I will, I will not say that I didn't play a bit of a part in it, because I found like various joke lists, and I was like, no, it's just going to piss me off again. <laughs> so I couldn't find something that was good enough or funny enough that I felt surefire about it. So I do have a little thing at the end for us to go over. Um, but I also have some trivia cards just in case we need okay. some padding. Although we've gotten a little I could come up with an here. impromptu uh, Bob Le- Hope letter. <laughs> <laughs> We should save those for your episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, well, the show starts off in the kitchen with Sophia getting ready for the uh, great flood. Mm -hmm. She has plenty of bags of sand, a a mighty shovel, and the knowledge that uh, the only acceptable time to add the letter A to the word to the front of a word, such as a coming, a brewing, or a shoveling, is when Mm -hmm. you know the storms storms are coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, She when she wants to remind people that she was Poe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She also revealed the uh, two great truths about aging, uh, that you get more intuitive about weather and that corn becomes your enemy. We also learn that Dorothy's sister, Gloria, is coming to town and that she has lost all of her money. Dorothy takes the news hard, but we have faith that she shall persevere. <laughs> she, yeah. Um, did you guys have anything else in that opening scene to mention? Didn't we find out that uh, the reason uh, Sophia thinks the storm is a-coming is because her friend like had... Like some kind of ache in her arm or yeah, something? Yeah, like in her, her leg. Shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> like a leg cramp. Um, yeah, exactly. But, you know, as we find out, you know, she's five foot, weighs 300 pounds, so yeah. <laughs> it would be unnatural <laughs> if her leg didn't hurt. <laughs> right. Um, well, the second scene takes place in the kitchen with Dorothy preparing to go uh, to her last therapy session with Stan. Uh, apparently, he has uh, transferred his love for her to a fake monkey, mm-hmm. um, but had previously been a man uh, enamored with a fake woman. I wasn't exactly sure what the joke was there. Um, I assumed it was like a joke about him having like an inflatable woman. Yeah, I guess. Um, it doesn't really give specifics. I guess it yeah. was a let your imagination take over style. Right. Yeah. Or maybe just, you know, because of how mannish she is, Dorothy's considered a fake woman. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, you shit on B. Arthur plenty. <laughs> oh. The show does. I'm just respecting the spirits. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, uh, Rose walks in talking about a fundraiser to save the clock tower so that Marty can <laughs> get back to his proper timeline and not have relations with his mother. <laughs> Actually, she's talking about a, a lighthouse and reveals that she has been given eight hours of airtime on a, I assume it's public access television station, mm-hmm. um, in order to do a telethon to save mm-hmm. it. Uh, Blanche offers to help and gives a great idea about doing a, a disgusting manhunt to raise money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose declines, and uh, we all lose. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're the most dangerous game. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't think it was funny, because I think Rose, I can't remember if it was Rose or Dorothy, that says, like, oh, you're just going to think of some disgusting manhunt, and then she does go into this idea about 
putting men in cages mm-hmm. and then releasing cloths. Yeah. <laughs> and then releasing them and then if they get caught they have to donate fifty dollars, but they also get to go home with whoever caught them. Mm-hmm. Which then kind of feels like they're paying fifty dollars to go home with whoever the caught white them. White slave trade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but I did think it was funny the way that she really launched into it. Um mm-hmm. you know, gave her yeah, yeah, she definitely she took it and ran with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the it's those harebrained ideas that are going to really earn them the money that they need <laughs> <laughs> to, to save the station, or to save the lighthouse, I should say. Um, if anybody knows about, you know, pulling in odd jobs to raise a few bucks, it's the Goldens. That's true, that's true. They, yeah, that's their bread and butter right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, do, do you guys want to jump ahead a little bit? Not in sure. the show, but in my pre- my preparation here. And your prepared remarks. Yeah, well, since I couldn't come up with any good list mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, funny things, mm-hmm. I did come up with 10 money-making schemes that the Golden Girls have gone through oh, so oh, far. Nice. Excellent. And I was wondering, uh, you know, we could discuss them and see what you thought was their best scheme of yeah. all so far. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course, we had uh, to win that dough on a game show. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a, an option. And yeah. I think they uh, didn't come out too well on it, but I think it was still mm-hmm. a decent plan. Yeah. And had they worked together, they probably would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they had to rent out their house as a B&B. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they made a pretty good amount of money off that, but I also think they took some damage to the house. Yeah, yeah. if uh, I remember. That was like Sophia was doing that on the side, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, without the knowledge. I think yeah. they were at a funeral or something mm-hmm. at the time. Exactly. Uh, we had started a catering business, uh, mm-hmm. Miami Mom's Catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that one seemed like it had potential... But I don't think they had an idea of how difficult it would be. Uh, yeah, I don't do think they had the stove capacity or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Blanche's suitor made it seem so easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, also, a get hit in the head with a baseball. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, yeah. That one had a lot of potential to it. Um, mm-hmm. Although I don't know like what the implied... Uh, you know, consent or whatever you'd call it, a waiver, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, when you buy a baseball ticket, if you're basically waiving your right to... I think so, so. yeah. Weren't the ticket... I don't think she bought the ticket, though, did she? Uh, maybe Stan bought it or something yeah, like that. Maybe. Yeah, so uh, maybe. So maybe by default, it's implied that she yeah, gets that on that liability. Yeah, that ticket to go in. Yeah. yeah. At most, she could sue Stan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's one of those things that... All that aside, like... If she would have been in a position where she could sue, mm-hmm. um, I think she'd have a decent case, you know, because Sophia says some kooky things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you can't really tell what was the result of the baseball and what was the result of the stroke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's uh, enough blame to go around. True. <laughs> um, another idea they could use would be to invent a potato peeling tool superior to this Borny. Oh. Um, now that obviously by far their most ex- the most successful money making venture on the show has been this Borny. Mm-hmm. But you know they can't just redo the same thing, so they'd yeah. have to you know actually improve upon the design. Yeah. Even more, you know, it can be done. The, uh, Christmas ornament that you look in that leaves a black circle. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, you could also have a garage sale. Oh yeah. Um, we know that they've done quite well on their garage <laughs> sales. They didn't decide to sell anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you can bottle your own water. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that where Sophia's asking them to try the water that uh, she's like, describe it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she have like a does she even have like a tub full of it or something? No, or? she she just got it from the hose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, um open a pizza and knish stand. Oh nice. <laughs> so another another solid way there. Yeah. Now, to me, the two best ideas, though, uh-huh. um, number one, I mean, you guys might disagree, but I'd say breed minks. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I think that definitely has a lot of potential. 
And to me, the best idea is to uh, steal a lottery ticket from a man experiencing homelessness. (laughs) 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 Uh, But did you guys... Hey, now, steal back, right? Well, I mean, he didn't steal it. It wasn't stealing (laughs) back. Um, uh, It was given to him, you know, in air, I suppose you could say. But he didn't steal it from them in the first place. That's (laughs) true. He simply obtained it through... Completely yep. legitimate means. Yeah, through a charitable <laughs> donation. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe one of their low marks. Obviously, for the show, just as a sad mark. But like, oh yeah, rummaging through people sleeping <laughs> at a shelter. That, that might be the low mark of the entire series. It's, it's pretty damn bad, close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not as uh, as abhorrent as Empty Nest, but still. Boo. silently while you besmirch Paul Dooley. <laughs> I was about to say, at least Empty Nest had Paul Dooley. Uh-huh. So that, uh, and Mr. Fix-It, Jeffrey Lewis. That's true. Um, so are there... Oh, uh, they didn't have Christy Campbell. So. Yeah. How dare they? She's, she's beautiful. <laughs> she is. Thank you. You don't need to feed the beast. I just happen to believe it. It's oh, true. Okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with him on this one. Mm-hmm. She's the female Steve Landisberg. <laughs> <laughs> True words. <laughs> oh, oh, now. Yeah. Um, well, so did you guys have a particular out of that that you think would be the most effective way to make money for the lighthouse, or, or a different one that I'm forgetting? I, I think I think with the you know the minks, mm-hmm. that's the way to go. What about you, Ski? Do you have one that you thought would be better than the rest? Uh, out of that list, sure. Or if you if they had another one that they've done on the show that you think would be a better way to earn that money. Um, I wonder if there's no. Nah, that's probably just part of her job. I was gonna say the uh, Rose testing out products for like the the Consumer Reports and stuff. Yeah. I wonder if there's some kind of like external thing that she could do with that. But I think it's really just tied to the show. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think get yourself a mink farm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you can make your money back easily just making toupees for Stan. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, now, now that he's got the money to, yeah. to put into it, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I would go with the, uh, I think I'd go with the steal lottery ticket person. Yeah. I just think it's one shot, you know, you're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And the person who you took it from, none the wiser. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's and that cool. lighthouse, which is far more important than the homeless person. <laughs> you know, you'd say. <laughs> Exactly. With the lighthouse, I mean, the life you save may be your own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Any port in the storm. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And we know the lighthouse is especially critical during uh, storm times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Like the one that Sophia's preparing for. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, It's uh, very appropriately timed. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, we get into a scene three, and we've gotten tired of the kitchen, so we move over to the living room. Okay. Uh, Dorothy and Sophia are awaiting the arrival of Gloria, and Sophia reminds Dorothy to be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gloria comes in and apologizes for running late, which Dorothy blames on the unreliable bus service, mm-hmm. which I thought was a nice underhanded <laughs> jab. Yeah. Uh, Gloria uh, almost immediately starts, though, getting under Dorothy's skin, and Dorothy tells her, go ahead, hide your pain. I can wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, at that point, Stan walks in with the weirdest fake monkey I've ever seen, which I didn't even notice it in the first episode sitting on the doctor's <laughs> yeah, desk. Yeah. Um, it was in there. the background on the desk. That's yeah. great mm-hmm. that they, they transfer it from one episode to the next. Yeah. I wish I would have noticed it because that's a really good callback. Yeah. Um, what I don't understand is like what inspired this prop. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, when he's carrying around it in this episode, I'm like, 
why not just a regular monkey doll? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, did they just, maybe they were at a, my thought is potentially, and this may actually be it, they were at like some kind of like a flea market or something, mm-hmm. saw this and like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. We must use it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that probably is a good idea. If anybody hasn't watched the episode recently, basically the monkey appears to be a traffic cone um, wrapped in, you know, like... Some kind of faux fur or something. Yeah, exactly, with the head of a monkey on top. No arms, no legs. <laughs> no tail, I don't <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, nothing. The only thing that makes it a monkey is, I guess, the fur that's around the cone <laughs> the and face. the head. Yeah, and it's the head's cute enough head or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, it's he, a fluffy monkey face. Yep, exactly. Um, but he does, when he walks in with that odd-looking monkey. As far as the monkey goes, uh-huh. um, spacing on the name of the show. Um, did you guys ever watch um, Family Tree? I don't think so. At least it doesn't sound familiar offhand. Was it a new show, old show? A couple of years back. Uh, oh, 2013, so I guess it's a little bit. Okay. <laughs> It was a Chris O'Dowd show, and long story short, he had a sister, okay, who had a, um, like a sock monkey puppet, okay. you know, that she just carried with her, and that's how she communicated. Oh, okay. okay. Like, she was a normal, quote-unquote, normal functioning person, mm-hmm. okay, um, but she just had this monkey, and that the monkey would provide, like, a running commentary, oh, okay? okay. And it's one of those things. And then whenever she had problems in her life, she would always blame it on the monkey mm-hmm. or whatever. And then there were times that, you know, he would try to talk to her and, like, you know, she wouldn't talk. He'd have to talk to the monkey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one time, like, he called her and the monkey answered the phone. And he's like, I need to talk to my sister. And the monkey's mm-hmm. like, she's sleeping. It <laughs> 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 Is another time, like she got fired from her job as a bank teller, and she blamed it on the fact that the monkey couldn't count. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really, really, really funny. But that's what I was hoping. Like, Stan and then the trial, do. she told the judge that the monkey was embezzling the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that monkey spent seven years behind bars. <laughs> exactly. Crime he didn't she commit. Was, <laughs> she was stuck there with it, plotting his revenge. Right. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. Uh, Gloria, uh, Gloria does get under her skin. Yeah, she tells her she can wait for her pain, and then uh, at that Stan point, Stan got under the monkey skin. Yeah, he sure did, <laughs> right up its butt. <laughs> uh, although actually, really, he doesn't ever put his hand to the bottom of the cone. He just holds it. Yeah, you know, he just cradles it. Yep. Um, but he does explain that it's a therapy tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also reluctant to let Rose hold it because mm-hmm. she really likes this monkey. Yeah. Um, I think he asked her because she's washed her hands recently or something like that. Um, It'd be funny if it was a dog, not a uh, monkey. Yeah. Tony dog. (laughs) 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 That's really funny. Um, Well, uh, he makes a snide comment towards Gloria, um, which I kind of liked. He says something like, I didn't think you slummed it with this side of the family. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, Dorothy tells him that she is out of M-O-N-E-Y, and Stan says that he's not getting his, Mm -hmm. which really could have worked either way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dorothy does correct him that it's money, not monkey. Yeah. But yeah, he is rolling that now. Yeah, exactly. So she could be going after his money, too. Yeah. And then, so yeah, I really like that line. And just to back up for a moment, I really like the fact that, you know, Stan considers himself part of that that side of the family. Right. You know? Yeah, I agree. I like that. Solid Stan moment overall. Um, Sophia points out the uh, oddness of the monkey, saying... 
is it me or is it that a traffic cone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I don't think that I necessarily, when I first saw it, I was like, that's a weird looking monkey. And then <laughs> it was her pointing out the traffic cone that I yeah. was like, oh yeah, I guess that is what that is. Yeah. Um, and that, which I, again, Stan gives a great reply to that, just saying, jealous. <laughs> 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 kind of reminded me of like, uh, oh, who's that guy from Saturday Night Live? Um, uh, the liar. Lovitz, yeah, John Lovitz, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Stan and Dorothy head out for uh, some more head shrinking, and uh, <laughs> Stan has a meeting with some investors afterwards, but assures Dorothy that the monkey, you know, because he's showing respect for his, in, his mm-hmm. Japanese investor, that the monkey will be at a separate table with the other wives. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. Um, mm-hmm. We get into scene four, uh, and that's back in the uh, office of Stan's terrible but effective therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, Dor- Devilishly handsome <laughs> Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently so. Uh, when... No brain has a type. <laughs> uh, you know what? That devilishly handsome uh, therapist, I think, looks a lot like Brent now that I think about it. You know? Now that you mention it. <laughs> there really is some similarities. Did I you knew the reason not like the cut of his jib. Did you notice that? The mom's yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about it until just now. <laughs> From the hair to the glasses. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is some, some significant overlap. <laughs> well, now you've done it, Alan. First you tell the world that he's white. Now you tell him kind of what he looks like-ish. Yeah. So if you see a guy that looks like that in public, there's a chance it might be your favorite podcaster, Brent. Um, or Steve Landisberg. <laughs> yeah. Although Steve Landisberg is probably dead. <laughs> might be. If he's not, he's really old, so... Yeah. Um, and now you're telling him that Brent's younger. <laughs> yes, he is. Brent is younger than Steve Landis. I hope I haven't revealed too much. Um, I was really hoping, uh, you know, you would have commented about how you thought he was handsome as well a few times before you made the connection that he uh, looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I apologize that it didn't play right into your hands. <laughs> this time, we've already done it once or twice. All right. Um, well, uh, Dorothy is uh, irritated that she had to ride in the back seat because apparently the monkey had called shotgun. Uh-huh. Uh, the doctor, I guess, has written a book called Monkey Love and assures uh-huh. Dorothy that Stan will ultimately give up the monkey or at least get a smaller one. Uh-huh. I think he says that eventually it'll be like the size of a keychain. Key yeah. yeah. um, he says Dorothy's part is done and that she should have no contact with Stan for two years. Mm-hmm. Stan says some sort of like, uh, you know, some somewhat heartfelt goodbye to Dorothy. And then Dorothy, I think, says, "What well, like chow, chow, just, yeah, just and like yeah. walks Pizza, out." Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily believe Dorothy's reaction to it anyway. No, um, that seems like I know it was done for laughs, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily track with her real relationship with him. Yeah, I mean, whether it be in the office there or later on when she's talking about how much of a weight was lifted off of her and all mm-hmm. that. I don't get the feeling that at this point she has the same level of hatred and disdain for Stan that she, she was did. Well, to remarry him. Yeah. I mean, he may have kind of mucked that up too with some, mm-hmm. like the prenup or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, she clearly had feelings for him again. Yeah. Or I mean, still, two years is a long time, especially when the fact that they've got kids and grandkids. Yeah. That they're gonna bump into each other at birthday parties or something if they happen to spend time with their actual grandkids or what? Yeah, I agree. I mean, two years is probably an unrealistic yeah. uh, goal there to have zero contact. Yeah. But well. It, to, to Brent's point, like if they didn't have ex- external family that would join them together still, mm-hmm. probably doable. Especially if they didn't live in the same area. 
but they have adjoining family that will definitely want to see both of them. And they also own a fucking building together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things that he, aside from the you know the pervy part, like he genuinely loves Sophia. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things. Like if she passes, he should be able to attend the funeral in right. the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of reasons why this, uh, you know, doctor's a bit of a crackpot, but at least he's a handsome one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Devilishly handsome. Thank you. So when you were watching it, were you like, hey, he kind of looks like me? <laughs> How can I? <laughs> How can I play this in? I just, I can't imagine, like, if I was watching a show that I'd be like, huh, that guy. I mean, Sherry has said that, which, I mean, this is a very favorable comparison, mm-hmm. um, but she's compared me to uh, uh, Jace, Jason Bateman, on uh, specifically on Ozark, because he's also a, an accountant mm-hmm. on that as gotcha. well. Um, and, and there are some features that we have that are similar, like dark hair, and mm-hmm. maybe we have the same color eyes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, like I said, I think it's a generous comparison, to say yeah. the least. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that I would be looking at it, though, and be like, hey... This guy, you know, <laughs> so, I'm impressed with your self-esteem. Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, it's, it's accurate, um, but it you is know. true. Yeah. Anyways, uh, well, Dorothy returns home to the mm-hmm. kitchen, and uh, Rose reveals that she's had a uh, catharticism mm-hmm. and isn't the type to kiss and catharticize. <laughs> I, I like that. I think yeah. it was that, mm-hmm. you know, it was like how to use a word, um, mm-hmm. or at least make yourself sound smarter by yep. working a word into conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Dorothy raises the glass to finality and closure. <laughs> <laughs> Husbands being out of our lives and gone forever. I know that was like, everybody is just like, oh, yeah. Like everyone else is a widow in that room, right? And I think it's funny too that Dorothy doesn't really backtrack on it much. She's just mm-hmm. like she doesn't really even apologize. She's like, yeah. hey, that's not what I meant. Guys. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You but, know what I mean. I'm just you know, glad that being, he's gone. Well, I think Stephen like help me finish this birthday cake. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does apologize, I guess, for the insensitivity um, and reveal. Loosely, yeah. <laughs> I'd say it was loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and she also mentions that at uh, one point she totally cut off Stan's sex, which I did think was a weird way to put it. But I'm just mm-hmm. just a setup for the joke of Rose being. You mean it grows back? <laughs> that uh, was probably my favorite line of this episode. That was solid. Um, Dorothy tries to uh, relate her feelings to the girls having a relationship that ended. Uh, we found out that Rose has unnatural attractions towards a specific Disney character. And then Sophia walks in with more hurricane supplies. Uh, Sophia asks Dorothy again to play nice with Gloria. And Dorothy immediately makes her cry when she uh, walks out of the room. And I believe mm-hmm. starts you know, going over the same thing about um, bringing up the same memory, although not nearly as insensitively. I think, yeah. I think Sophia just takes the actual news mm-hmm. um, and, and extrapolates that to be, you know, towards uh, Sal. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything else before we jump into uh, the next scene? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, now we, uh, Dorothy is trying to connect with Gloria in the living room. Okay. Uh, Gloria uh, takes some underhanded shots at Dorothy about being miserable and alone with no prospects. And Dorothy uh, remi- returns the favor by reminding Gloria of her financial situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy relents uh, and offers to introduce uh, Gloria to Dor- Gloria. Um, that, that's, <laughs> that's that they had like they Glorothy. worked together, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she relents and offers to introduce Gloria to some Dorothy or Doria. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, Sophia thoroughly enjoys this suggestion. Mm-hmm. I'm cracking up as if I said, uh, you know, sodomy is between God and ski. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the penultimate scheme scene begins <laughs> at the uh, telethon tryout with Rose and Blanche disagreeing on the quality of the people Blanche is sending through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy, Sophia, and Uncle Angelo walk in so that mm-hmm. Uncle Angelo can audition for the telethon. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, his old singing partner died comically in a terrible banana factory accident. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine, like, there being... How long after the death of a loved one do you think it would be before you could find the humor in it if they died in a humorous way? Do you think you could ever find the humor in it? Um, like, at some point, if you're like, <laughs> Instantly. <yeah>. Instantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's sad, but... Like, if we were, like, I don't know, say someplace that had a lot of steps, and I slipped and just went rolling down literally the entire, like, 15 flights of steps, like, in a movie. Do you think eventually... Like it's an Escher staircase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'd be like, yeah, I mean, he just kept going and going. And Am going. I right? Like, at a certain point, his body was clearly limp, but he was still just falling off. You know, I the think momentum. he went faster after a while. <laughs> In that situation, I, I think I'd be able to find the humor in it. I'd be like, he died like he lived. Limp. <laughs> There's always money in the banana. Shot. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. I think that's finding the humor in the way I die. That's just taking a shot of my manhood. <laughs> you can say that one for the uh, the eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I have a request too. Oh no! No, this isn't a bad request, but it is something that I'm going that if I die before you guys, um, mm-hmm. and it's something I've mentioned to Sherry as well. It, anybody that speaks at my funeral, mm-hmm. I would like there to be applause after it because I feel like that when someone talks at a eulogy, they should clap afterwards. I'm not saying it should be thunderous applause, <laughs> but that's something. My I had a cousin who died recently, and you know we went to the funeral yeah. and. You know, people would get up and tell their stories, but it always felt real awkward. Uh-huh. They tell this kind of heartfelt it, story and it takes ends. a lot of courage to get up there. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they're kind of struggling through it, of course. I feel like, you know, a, a nice uh-huh. golf clap at least is exactly. appropriate, you know, to show your appreciation for that Woo! person. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'll, I'll honor that request and, you know, I'll, I'll take it one step further and I'll point out my dog pound and be like, these. <laughs> exactly. I'll go full off Cineo fear. <laughs> That's the way I'd like it. Like I'd much rather people find some humor and levity. Learn how to do that one, like open mouth, like whistle, like right. Yeah, <laughs> with the fingers in the mouth or whatever. No, I, real I, high pitch. I hope that if you give a eulogy for me, Brent, that you work in some jokes and then chastise the crowd for not laughing. <laughs> I feel like I just dropped some gold on you people. <laughs> not, not a chuckle. <laughs> I want and I want you to be wearing a tie. Like, oh, who died here? <laughs> Why aren't you laughing? I ran these jokes by Alan, and they killed. <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky he's not here right now. You'd be breaking his heart. <laughs> Anyways, um. Well, uh, where was I at? The uh, penultimate scene uh-huh. begins. Okay, the telethon. Uh, the gang's all here as a door or as a Gloria walks in to complain about the uh, bows that Dorothy has been setting her up with. Uh-huh. A funny joke is made about the uh, frightening gaping maw because mm-hmm. um, I think. Do you remember I used that term like in the the my rhyming 
Oh, like Maw? Yeah, I do kind of remember you using that, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was stupid, but then you guys told me it was not. No, it wasn't. And now they bring it up. I was like, hey, look at that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so Dorothy asked Glory to bunk with her, and the scene ends. So mm-hmm. basically, I guess at this point, Gloria must be staying in Sophia's room with Sophia staying mm-hmm. with Dorothy. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, how about so we can get closer? You have a much less comfortable living situation where you have to share a bed with me. Um, so we, Sounds fair. Yeah. Although, I mean, it would be nice for Sophia yeah. to have her own bed back, at least, mm-hmm. if I can get on board with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, to conclude part one, uh, mm-hmm. we are back in the house, and the storm seems to be upon us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy is happy about Gloria being in her life and Stan being out of it. Mm-hmm. I think she's on top of the world looking down on creation. Yep. Look, Ma. The, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> The newscaster is talking about the storm, and Dorothy goes back to her bedroom and finds Stan in bed with Gloria. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stan says, good news, I'm off the monkey, Mm -hmm. Uh, which that was a solid line from him. (laughs) Sophia comes in. She uh, starts to look like she's going to faint, um, or says, make some comments that, (laughs) you know, she's about to faint. And then Dorothy faints. Sophia's like, oh, no, I'm fine now. Yes. Um, And the episode comes to an end. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. The whole thing, like... The monkey isn't for Dorothy, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, the root causes they want to try to get Stan away from Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> and so all he's really done is, you know, found a new way to get at his golden goose. Right. Well, it is funny because, you know, in the first episode that we have the psychiatrist in, um, the devishly handsome psychiatrist, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he oh, says that, that uh, Dorothy's not the problem, mm-hmm. um, that it's... That it's Sophia, and mm-hmm. yet in this one... Yeah, he wants, like, motherly approval, right? Yeah, the whole like Sophia his mom thinks, was mean. It's not mentioned at all, and it definitely reverts back to that Dorothy is mm-hmm. what Stan needs to get past. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of odd. I know that continuity isn't their best, but there's other little continuity points in this, like mm-hmm. the monkey that came from his office and things yeah. like that. that and they use the same therapist. I mean, yeah. it's, it was really only an episode ago, so... Yeah. It shouldn't have been that uh, hard mm-hmm. to say, hey, what did we say last time? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. It is a little odd, but anyways, uh, before I do the guest actors, did you have anything else you wanted to add, any lines or whatnot that I missed that uh, stuck out to you? Not that I can think of. Okay. Uh, we had a handful. Now, I will admit, like I said, this the way yeah. this is broken down everywhere that I could find, mm-hmm. it just has them all lumped together. Yeah. So I tried to pick out the guest actors that I thought were in this episode. Yeah. Uh, there may be somebody I left off or someone I accidentally put on, but yeah. it's, it'll be pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, it was just Virginia and Stan and Angelo and Steve yeah, they brought back and then the of... singer. Yeah, well, they're singing, and then there was the woman who sang one word before she, which yeah. I would assume she got her credit, because I think anytime someone says a word, they get a credit. Yeah. But then there were other people mentioned, like some cops and a... Uh, like the stage manager that I don't believe spoke at all during the yeah. part one of this. Um, but anyway, so uh, Herb Edelman, uh, mm-hmm. Stan, of course, 23rd out of what I now believe to be 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Dana was Angelo for his fourth out of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dina Dietrich was mm-hmm. Gloria. She has a 78 titles to her name. One of, a, I mean, one of two Golden Girls episodes, the other one just being part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on six episodes of The Ropers, mm. which... which that's a show which I would have totally enjoyed a uh, a spinoff featuring um, Mr. Furley. Yeah, Mr. Furley. But <laughs> I don't feel like the Ropers was worthy of a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also 27 episodes of The Practice, mm-hmm. the 1976 Practice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not the Laura Flynn Boyle one. Yes, exactly. Uh, then, of course, uh, Steve Landenberg. Yeah. Uh, he was in I'm his... Gonna, I'm gonna. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now this one I have down him as uh, him as down as in a second of two because I am not sure if he appears in the second part mm-hmm. of this or not. Yeah. So maybe second of three. Yeah. We'll find out next week. Yeah. And then a K St. Germain Wells. She played a woman. Uh, Fourteen titles for her. It's only good roles. Mm-hmm. Real, real solid performance. Mm-hmm. Well, I her, play it. her one word was mm-hmm. solidly sung. <laughs> and then a Richard uh, Reichig. Uh, he played Man, who, again, I'm assuming this is the singing man. Uh-huh. Uh, 47 titles for him and his only Golden Girls. So Apparently he didn't do a good job convincing them he was a man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have for this episode. Um, we, uh, I didn't have a lot to pad out, so would you guys want to do a few trivia questions before we close out the episode? F- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, since I didn't have much to pat out, I thought I'd bring a few trivia questions just in mm-hmm. case uh, from a game that I recently opened. So we'll just go back and forth and say uh, first person to five questions or, or five answers wins. Okay. You okay. have to win by four? Or... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we'll just say uh, win by one. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll say if it is tied, then the other person will get a chance. So, gotcha. Uh, so, Brent, I'll give you the first question. Okay. You want to keep right. score? I mean, I think we can probably just keep it in our mind. That's we? far mm. too many numbers out. You can just hand us the card if we get it right. Good idea. There oh, you go. gosh. All right. <laughs> um, so then I guess on these two, we'll 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 go back and forth on the same question if the first person gets gotcha. it wrong. All right. So, Brent, uh, what name did Blanche and Dorothy use when they responded to Rose's personal ad? Um, the name of the man, the yeah, fake yeah, man. Yeah. It was um, Isaac Newton. That's correct. Excellent. Right. I would not have gotten that one. All right, so Ski, uh, name the sculptor the three women posed for. Oh, shoot. Oh, man, I remember I could see his face. It's not Vincenzo, is it? Close. Is, is it? that your guess? Nah, no, nope, you're wrong. Laszlo. That's right. That's I would not, not call that, that close. close. <laughs> <laughs> they both ended with an O. That's that's true. It was like Italian. That yeah. means. <laughs> All right, so. I guess um, that's implied by the ending in the O. <laughs> <laughs> so then, should I go back to ski on this one? No, I should go. I should give you the first. Yeah, I should still go back and forth. Okay. Why did Sophia turn Dorothy's high school prom date away at the door? Um, I mean, because he was just no good Nick. She thought he, Dorothy could do better. Like he wasn't polite, and you know. Well, there's a specific reason on this card. Do you want to give it a try, ski? He was dressed like a bum. Exactly. He wasn't dressed appropriately. Gotcha. So it's two to one for Brent, um, but ski is now on the board. Okay. All right, so Ski, name the high school teacher on whom Dorothy had a crush who came to see her in Miami. I don't know if I remember this at all. This may be something. Can you repeat it again? Name the high school teacher on whom Dorothy had a crush who came to see her in Miami. No, I don't recognize Yeah, I don't recognize this at all either. Do you have any idea who it is, Brent? Glenn. (laughs) It's uh, Mr. Gordon. I don't know if Glenn was his first (laughs) name or not. (laughs) All right, so Brent... uh, Name the man at the front door uh, with Blanche uh, when Rose shot it. So the man that Blanche yeah. was with when Rose shot it. Um, oh, it's like Myron or something. You have a guess here, Ski? Could you repeat that? I didn't quite follow. The name of the man at the front door with Blanche when Rose shot it. When Rose shot it. I mean, I she think shot, shot the vase. Yeah. And oh. Blanche was like, you old fool. Yeah, okay. That was when they are Mm. I recognize that episode. I'm just going to throw uh, David. Nope, it was Lester. <laughs> I was pretty surprised if you <laughs> randomly guessed Lester. <laughs> 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 what 
What were the first names of the <laughs> twins Blanche and Dorothy had dates scheduled with in season two? <laughs> season two. Oh. Yeah. Like, um, they should bring that guy back. I always say this. <laughs> Show needs molester. Is it, yeah. is it Bob and Rob? <laughs> it is Bob and Rob. Very nice. Two to two. I'm sweating. Or do you have two? I have yep. two, yeah. All right. So, uh, Brent, why was Blanche's date to the senior prom considered scandalous? Who <laughs> was the teacher? No. The coach? No, he was a Yankee. Oh, uh, shoot. Well, I didn't. Would you have guessed that, Ski? No, nah, I thought okay. it was the one where she was a priest or something. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I didn't ruin that. Okay, Ski, you got to get this one. What is the name of the one man who refused to sleep with Blanche? Oh, the uh, Brent will definitely get this if you don't. Like hamburger or something. It's like a, it's a ham. It's ham. Yeah, it is ham. ham. Suddenly hamlish or something. No, <laughs> ham, no ham. I don't know his last name. Do you know his last name, Brent? Yeah, it's Leshba. Should we give it a ski or not? He did get the ham right. I. Let's like we'll do a dice for it. That works. It. No, he got the full name. Yeah, it's one of those things though. Yeah, you can definitely give it to him because he got the ham part. Um, but I do wonder, like, should should we have also given it to him if he would have said Bob? What was that like? His actual name? It wasn't really Ham. Or Fred Willard. You know, like he wouldn't sleep with her. Oh. Um, oh yeah. We just. I mean, I. I don't know if that ever got that far though. I don't think I would have given it to him on that, really? but I would have at least considered <clears throat> it. Um, all right, so Brent. Uh, in the premiere episode, why didn't Blanche marry Harry? That is a bigamist. Very good. Very and good. Coco didn't give his blessing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ski, name the man both Blanche and Sophia dated at the same time. Ooh. Um, Not an easy name to remember. but No, but I remember. Or, he was another uh, Italian guy, I think. No, but. No? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Man. I thought it was like Marco or something, but... Do you have a guess, Brent? Is it Caesar? Nope. Uh, Fidel Santiago. Fidel. Fidel. Oh, we should have remembered that it one. says Cuban, yeah. All right, so uh, Brent, to whom was Blanche referring when she said, I know that guy. That's just a stage name. Oh, um, Mr. Big. Very good. Yep. Very good. Was just, that wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. You got four already, don't you? I do. All right, so Ski, let's see if you get this one right. Oh, no. What 60 Minutes co-star did Blanche say she uh, could have had? Um. Brent's going to finish this game off if you don't get this. Um. Think of any 60 Minutes co-stars. Mm-hmm. Including the, Barbara Walters, that's not it. The fearless Leslie Stahl. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't. Mickey Rooney? <laughs> I, knew, I knew that's what was going to happen. There's other Rooney, yeah. Andy. Yeah, Andy Rooney. That's the same mistake I made last time, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that was a fine way to that's finish That's a good way it. to end, yeah. yeah. All right, well, Brent wins the uh, Golden Girls Trivia Contest. and now Fine job. Got this episode out to where I think we'll be hitting right about uh, an hour my, once we're yeah, finished with these last. My bits. Rooney knowledge is lacking. <laughs> <laughs> I get them mixed up because they're so like each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all. That, so we've got a good episode going, but of course we still have some more business to take care of, Brent. Yep. Um, so I guess all that's left really is uh, slices of cheesecake. Well, have we talked about favorite people too? Uh, Steve Landersberg had the clean sweep. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's how it went down. I didn't remember. I, I'm too threatened by his uh, good looks to vote for him. Oh, that is true. <laughs> so I had to give my vote to Dorothy on that episode. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that... Um, yeah, it's one of those things that not a week goes by that you don't hear somebody be like, that Jason Bateman, the poor man Steve Landsberg. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I gave it for Stan. Okay. For being kind of a scuzzball in this case, I don't know why. I just thought it was funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made a he made a genuine effort to get over Dorothy and kind of give her her life and back. Get under glory. But then completely, <laughs> completely backtracked. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, <coughs> I honestly did think he was good in this episode. It's one of those things, though. You got he moved on. You know, he took the hint. He's like Dorothy and I are never getting back together. Time to put myself out there. I mean, if that's what you're saying, oh. Stan has moved on many a time. <laughs> <laughs> many, many a time. Yeah. I think that's kind of more like uh, if my wife was like, you know what, I'm done with Jeff, and then decides to start dating one of you guys. <laughs> it's not out of my life, really. I mean, yeah, but I would say that it's, um, in that case, if I'm being honest, I would blame one of us more than I'd blame your wife. If she's already left the relationship, and then, you know, we who are still oh, in the I'm relationship with you. Oh, I'm not saying Dorothy's sister is not to blame, too. Yeah, but I mean, Yeah, I don't really blame Stan so much in this case. Uh, I, I definitely blame Gloria way more than Stan here. I actually watched the next episode. You're going to blame someone else altogether. Oh, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, <laughs> I, I've, I'm, I know I've watched it in the past, but I have no memory of what happens next. I'm going to disagree with what you just said. Okay. Um, about about skis situation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you think it'd be our fault? Yeah. Really? A hundred percent, yeah. No. If Nicole leaves ski and she's like, we're done. Uh-huh. And let's just, let's even take out of the equation the fact that we're both married men. And so <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, we're assuming like, you know, we're single and everything like yeah, that. And, and looking to mingle. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we have a relationship with Ski still. I, I'm not even going so far as to say, like, bros before hoes or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying... Hey, that, watch like, them out. <laughs> that especially if we knew that Ski was like, yeah, I really need her to not be at all part of my life because mm-hmm. it's toxic and whatever. And then we go and have relations with her. Yeah, I definitely put that on, on our plate as being the bad guys, not on her. Mm. I mean, someone who looks like... A, Steve Landenberg? I can't blame her. Exactly. It's one of those things I blame that... you. You're the Steve Landenberg. You could have any woman out there, no. and you have to take skis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't blame the sugar. You blame the person with the sweet tooth. <laughs> I don't know. That I seems mean... like a very uh, guns aren't the problem kind of stance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I look at it like, uh, you know, like I said, Steve Lannenberg can have anybody out there. Jason Bateman ends up with Laura Linney. I think it's a big downgrade. <laughs> but, so you think you're a downgrade from Steve? Uh, no, but I'm just asking. Let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> so you don't think that Nicole's allowed to trade up? I, I think that we're not allowed to be entering into negotiations in this. <laughs> In this trade scenario. <laughs> so, um, but anyways. Uh, 
just so we're clear, mm-hmm. that, that goes for Sherry as well. Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just checking to make yeah. sure his options are there now, or not. Now he's, I will he's, also say. he's really trying to decide what what uh, relationships he's going to hold on to. Right. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. You, How you, close am I to Alan? You put the thought in my head of me at your funeral. Uh-huh. <laughs> At my funeral is fair game. You know, I think you're both good guys. Although, if you left your wives, I would think less. <laughs> so, but that said, like, you know, you're both good guys, good fathers. I think you'd be positive influences in my kids' lives and, and make Sherry's life better. So, if I'm dead, by all means. Okay. If I'm dead and you're single, you have my blessing. <laughs> if you're not single, then, you know, I like your wives. Okay. So, I, I don't think I can endorse it. <laughs> Well, then in the interest of full disclosure, um, you know, if I happen to die, mm-hmm. you know, first and you two happen to be single, you know, you don't have my blessing to give my wife the business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't want to have an impossible man to live up to. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't want to live in your shadow. <laughs> Neither of us is as good looking as uh, Steve Landenberg. Uh, yeah, or? right. And, and Brent's already, you know, at least... Uh, Giving us the impression that he's the Charlie of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got one more piece of business to attend to. Uh, slices of cheesecake. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, how many would you give it? I, I liked the episode pretty well. I didn't love it, but I liked it pretty well. I gave it six and a half. Yeah, same. I got a five. A five. Okay. Why less than six and a half? I don't know. I just. Th- Honestly, uh, I did watch both of them, like part one and part two, back to back. I worry, I worry that my opinions being a little stained. But gotcha. Mm. I thought it was less funny than the other two we previewed, though. The the last two episodes. I'm just glad I don't have to fear that you're lying about it. (laughs) I'm glad that you told (laughs) us honestly. This is why. Um, I think that's the funny thing that people say a lot. I I thought about that recently, and and you just happen to say it. It's funny. I don't know. Do I question his? Well, it's like most of the time I think when people say honestly, they're about to say something harsh. Mm. Um, I don't think people are like, honestly, I think you're really nice. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> well, in my case, I think I'm, I'm trying to say if I'm being honest with myself, yeah. it probably is slightly stained from what else I know. I think uh, you're slightly stained <laughs> from what you've done. Um, but My harsh living. Right. <laughs> Uh, we'll get used to being stained if you get that new job. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, good luck with that and everything. Mm-hmm. I could get and hate it too, though. Yeah. But at this point, you know, I'm obviously no, uh, have no uh, qualms about moving on if I need to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially this is now just, that you know what your passion probably... is. <laughs> 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 You know what? I would say that if I had to compare Ski to a fictional character, the janitor from Scrubs would definitely be right uh-huh. up there. Exactly. <laughs> Sylvester Smythe from Cracked Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> what about Doug Funny? Doug Funny? Uh, well, yeah, that, that as well, but we don't know what he grows up to be, so that's mm-hmm. that's you as a younger man. Gotcha. I, I mean, like... I guess really him is just the appearance anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I would like the janitor from Breakfast Club. I don't remember him that well. It's been a while since I've seen The Breakfast Club, so. I can't recall either. Mm. It was a legit classic. Mm. I think it's definitely my favorite of that whole genre. Oh, whatever. yeah? yeah. Well, that's fair. I, I think that's a reasonable the Brat statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
stick it over 16 candles or pretty in pink, definitely. I've never yeah. seen either of those. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd agree with your assessment, Brent. Yeah. Um, there, and, I don't know. I guess now that I'm thinking of it out loud, I wonder if it's because I'm a boy. Like, I wonder if, like, 16 candles and pretty in pink, if, if I was, you know, if I was taking Ski's estrogen pills, if, I, <laughs> <laughs> if I'd appreciate those two a little bit more. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, I, I think that, you know, they're definitely probably more, you know, geared towards that as opposed to Breakfast Club, which I think is more general. Yeah. So. It, well, it's one of those things that, like, I don't relate to Molly Ringwald nearly as much as I relate to Anthony Michael Hall. Mm. Well, that's good. I'm glad you didn't say Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of myself that I remember Judd Nelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're the first person to remember him today. Yeah. Anywhere. Right. <laughs> well, every time someone says his name, another angel gets their wings. Well, I don't know. When he, when he dresses in his jacket. Right. When he dresses in his athleisure wear, it's more, he's definitely a, a more Emilio Estevez. True. <laughs> I know that because he's in that movie. Yes, he is. He's the guy. <laughs> You know who's not in that movie? Who's not? Coco. That's true. Yep, so stay golden. Coco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to close it up for you. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.